Well, hello, Westover. God bless you. It's great to be back here at home. <laughs> I had the privilege last week. I was in Kansas City, and I there was a new uh, Myanmar church plan, and I spoke for them and taught for them, did training. Then this past week, I taught at one of our Assembly of God uh, colleges, and now I'm here with you today. This week, I'll fly to Africa to do a pastor's conference, but I am just thrilled to be home with you today. Welcome. Just thank you for being in the house of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to join me in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, or you can open your Westover app for our scriptures today. Pastor John has been teaching us in the series entitled Frequency, and I want to speak today on the subject, Frequency Interference. Frequency Interference. Recently, I was on a plane fixing to take off to go uh, teach at one of our colleges, Bible colleges. The plane is racing down the, uh, the runway, about to take off any moment, expecting to feel that lift, you know, when the plane gets up. Instead of the lift, all of a sudden... The captain slammed on the brakes. Every passenger were kind of moving forward, and there's an abrupt stop, and our plane uh, just came to a complete stop. And the uh, captain said, we had to stop. Another plane pulled on the runway. Yeah. They say, uh, was it the Wright brothers invented planes? I think all my planes were invented by the wrong brothers. I don't know about you. Uh, then all of a sudden they had to pull off and uh, they had to recalculate and file a new flight plan, 40-minute delay. I had a small window to catch the next flight. I land, I go from that gate, and I'm running through the airport, and I can see the gate. I'm going to make my flight. As I go to it, all of a sudden the door closes. And once the door closes, it's closed. And that means all my plans, all of my scheduling, all the things I had planned, there was interference, and it had to interrupt that, and I had to replan the day. Have you had interference in your life? Is there something you prayed, believed for, planned for, scheduled for, and all of a sudden interference, unintentional or intentional interference, something came, confusion, miscalculation, a financial setback, a schedule change. It just didn't work the way you wanted. And there was a there was a interference, an interruption in your schedule, in your dream, your plan, your prayer. We're spirit-led people. The Holy Spirit speaks to us. There's a frequency that God talks on, and sometimes there's frequency interference. I believe the Bible, the New Testament, teaches us some insights regarding this. And I'm going to invite you to join me in 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. The whole book in the New Testament, this New Testament book, Corinthians, is written by the Apostle Paul. And now the Apostle Paul, through the entire book, is going to contrast human wisdom and God's wisdom. Human wisdom, how men think, how you and I think, how culture thinks, the common everyday advice, knowledge, perspective, uh, theories, and uh, the, the, just what men believe and how they make their, their decisions, their value systems, and contrast that with God. 
And here's what we understand. Verse number six, we do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature. Hold on a moment. Hold on a moment. Do you know God has a message for the mature? That's right. If you've been in the faith a few years, you've been a Christ follower for a few years, God has a message to you. You know, God, God ups at your, the level of your obedience. Yeah, when you first come to Christ, you receive Jesus, you believe, you make a confession of faith. It just seems like God just walks with you in every experience in life. But the more you walk with God, he speaks a new message to you, a message of maturity. In other words, as you grow in the Lord, God says that your ex, his expectations in your life go up. You know, the, 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 a math test in the first grade is different from a math test in college. It just increases. And so it is with our faith. God says he's increasing our faith and our obedience. Let's go on. But the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. Before I go on, I just want to pause I think this is apropos in this political environment. We, we get so caught up for a politician or a political party to have all the solutions. And I hear so many evangelical Christians today. Uh, they're aligning with the Republican or they're aligning with the Democrat. Can I tell you, it will not be a Republican elephant or Democratic donkey. It'll be the lion of the tribe of Judah that will bring a solution to America. Now, I want to say it's all right to give a politician your vote. Don't give him your devotion. Come on. Come on. There's a difference between somebody having your vote and your devotion. The Bible tells us here we're not to follow. We're not to buy in. Don't, don't dive in head first to all that because the wisdom, not the foolish, the wisdom of the world is coming to nothing. God has a different plan. Let's go on. Verse number 7. No, we could use the word instead, instead, or no. We declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden, that God, I want you to notice this next phrase, this is where I'm going to emphasize today, that God destined for our glory. God destined something for your glory before time began. That none of the rulers of this age understood it, for had they known it, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. In our lives, sometimes interference comes, but God says he has a message for you, and it's been destined. See that word destined? I, we could substitute the word destined for reserved. God has something reserved for you. Have you ever walked into a restaurant, and you're on a list, and there's 20 minutes before you can get a table, but there's a table over there that says reserved. You think, well, that's open, but it has a reserved sign on it. That's for somebody to come in. Somebody that doesn't have to wait to 20, 30 minutes to get a table, that's reserved for them. God says, I have something reserved for you. Some of us, we're in a quandary right now. There's interference. God, why is it taking so long? God, why is it so hard? God, why is it so difficult? And God says, I have a place reserved for you. I have something that's been destined for you. There's a place, if you'll sit at God's table, if you'll walk in God's purpose, God says, I have a place just for you. He knows how you're wired. He knows how you're geared. God has something just for you. And then there's a phrase there that, that's worth us looking at. And the Bible says, for our glory. 
Isn't that a different phrase? For our glory. Wait a minute, Pastor. Uh, it's for His glory. You know, for to Him be the glory and the honor forever. Yes, the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. I, I understand for His glory. But this time the Bible says it's for our glory. Help me understand that. Is that pride? We, we kind of wrestle with that. And here's what God is saying. If you'll sit at the table that I have, the place that I have reserved for you, you're going to walk in a, in a life. You're going to walk in a purpose. You're going to walk in a promise. And it will be the best life you can ever imagine. Now, the world cannot figure it out. The world cannot plan that for you. God has planned for you the things that he has planned and prepared for those who love him. And God says, if you walk in that, it'll be for your glory. Well, help me understand that pastor when you fulfill the life God has God gets the glory here's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 when people see the blessing on your life they're going to glorify the father in heaven they're going to say he wasn't smart enough she said there's something different about them there's just an assignment there's a blessing there's a there's a banner on their life they're they're singled out there's something unique about them and God gets the glory and here's what God is saying, that when we live His fullness in His abundance, that our glory shines His glory. Amen. That's what He's talking about. But in America today, sometimes we have interference. We, we get caught in the wisdom of this world. Yeah, yeah. High schoolers, yes, come on, track with me. America, American Christians have what I call the, the Google disease. Yeah. They want to hear from God, they Google it. And then they find some article that agrees with their opinion and they say, that's how I'm going to do it. Yes. If you'll allow God, it's not to the wisdom of this world. Get off the Google disease. Don't get caught in the, in the, in the talk tick conversations and all of that going on, okay? Hone in on God. Focus in on God, what God has for you. Don't be distracted by that. Emotions are impetuous. Yes. The mind bogs down in polemics. Attitudes fall in the trap of temperament expectations, they fall in the bias of tunnel vision, perspective bends to the wind of whim and latest opinion, but the Holy Spirit guides us into a life. He said, you're not going to find this on Google. It's not in the internet. The wisdom of this world is coming to naught. The politicians don't have an eye on it. What God wants to, to do in the church, he said, eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has it entered in the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. And the Holy Spirit guides us into that. The Holy Spirit will guide you into God's purposes. The Holy Spirit will always draw a bigger circle in your life than you draw. We, we downsize. We downsize. God, just give me this. God, just get me through this. God has something bigger and better than that. He says that he has something designed for you. Let me put it this way. Follow the plan of God and trust the hand of God. The plan of God is right. The plan of God. You can trust God. God knows. High schoolers, God knows he's wired you a certain way. 
God's going to work in your life. God has something good for you. God has something great for you. Follow God's plan and trust God's hand. And let me just say this across the board in America for us. Come on, let's just talk for a moment. Uh, Honesty is not obedience. I hear people say all the time, just be honest with God. I think we ought to be honest with God. But we substitute honesty with obedience. Yeah. High schoolers go into school uh, come tomorrow and say, you know what, teacher, I want to be honest with you. I don't want to do any more homework and I want an A. What's the teacher going to say? Oh, I'm glad you were honest with me. Absolutely. You will get A's right now and no more homework. Does it work that way? How about go to your job? Go to your job tomorrow and say to your supervisor, to the company, I want my pay to double and my hours to cut in in half. I just want to be honest with you. What are they going to say? Thank you for being honest. Absolutely. We're going to pay you twice as much and we're going to have you work half as much. Does it work that way? No, it doesn't work that way. Here's what God is telling us. Be honest with him, but honesty is not obedience. God said, walk, let the Holy Spirit guide you in the path that he has for you. And I wondered, how can I illustrate this? How can I tie this together? Well, maybe this will help. Yeah, maybe this will help. My wife, Denise. My wife, Denise, she, she wears footies around the house. They're, they're socks. She calls them footies. There's these socks that she wears that go below the ankle. She wears them around the house, and she wears them in her tennis shoes. And they're, they go below the ankle. She calls them footies. And she, wherever we go, she'll pack some footies. She said, have you seen my foot? Go give me some footies. She has these little things she calls footies. Now, from time to time, we do the laundry, and one of those footies gets raptured. It disappears. Have you ever had that? Does that happen to anybody else's house? This sock disappears. And we, we can't find the match for it. So Denise has a habit. She lays the unmatched one, the missing one, right on top of the dryer. Why? Because if it comes out in another load or it's get caught in a towel or something like that, then she, can, she knows exactly where it is. So right on top of the dryer will be this little footy that she's looking for the match. Now, now just a few months ago, I was overseas. I was teaching overseas for about three or four months last year and uh, taught in five Bible schools, and I'm overseas on that time, and I'm having to do my own laundry. Denise is here in the United States. I'm over there. I'm teaching, moving from here, moving from here, teaching in five different Bible schools, and because of that, I have to do my own laundry, so I go to the laundromat, the little coin places overseas, and I go in there, and I put my clothes in, the coin, and I sit down, and you can hear the washing machine going, and you can hear the dryer tumbling, and I'm sitting there waiting for my laundry to get done, and I notice the box over there, and it says free. It says free. So I go over there and say, free, what is it? And I look, it's a box of random mismatched things that people left in, their, in the dryer, the washing machine here in this, in this coin-operated laundry. And I'm going through it and that's exactly what Denise needs. There's a footy there. <laughs> yeah. I remember there's a mismatched one on the dryer. And being thoughtful... Being thoughtful as I am, I get, in fact, here it is, here it is. Yeah. I'm going through this box, and I, well, that's exactly what Denise needs right there. And this will, 
this will help match. So I, in thoughtfulness, I retrieve this. I pack it. I carry it halfway across the world, 12,000 miles across the world. I bring it back, and I give it to Denise. And she said, you brought me what? You brought me what? I'm not going to wear that. I can't believe you do that. That's what she talks to me. Let me tell you. Guys, high schoolers, hi, listen to me. No matter what they say, it's not the thought that counts. You've heard that, but with girls, it's not the thought that counts. I was being thoughtful, okay? I was being thoughtful, and she said, I'm not going to wear that thing. Now say, how does this, help me, Pastor, we're going to illustrate this. Okay. Denise represents all of us, okay? And in this story, I need to be God, okay? In this story, I'll be God. And Denise represents the rest of us. God knows exactly what you need. God knows exactly what you need. Yeah. He, he plans. He knows what you're missing in your life. He knows what you're missing in your life. God, and he selects things. We say to God, God, I don't want to do that. Now, God, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go that career path. No, God, I don't like them. No, God, I'm not going to do that. No, I know the Bible says that, but I don't have to do all those things today. Come on. I'll just pick the ones I want. And God is saying, he's speaking a word to the mature, and he's saying this, and we're saying no. And some of our interference is the fact that we're not walking the way God has, and the Holy Spirit is prompting us. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will always guide us to God's best. The Holy Spirit will always guide us to God's best. He knows exactly what we need at every step, stage, and season of life. Yes. He knows exactly what you He knows what's going to come up in six months. 18 months and 24 months and six years. Yes. God knows it and he puts in your pathway the people, the opportunities. And he's, he orchestrates things. And we as spirit-filled people need to trust God and say, God, I believe I know what you're doing. I think you have my best, and you've reserved this for me. But we short-sightedly, we make decisions from our disappointments. We make decisions from our, our confusion, or we listen to somebody else, and they tell us what to do. And God's Word says, don't listen to the wisdom of this world. It'll always come to nothing. God has the perfect plan for you. He makes no mistakes. He makes no mistakes. His path, his path will guide you the right direction, the right path. You see, God moves in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform. He plants his footstep in the sea. He rides upon the storm. Deep and unfathomable minds of never-failing skill. 
He treasures up His bright designs and works His sovereign will. So judge not the Lord by feeble sense, but trust Him for His grace. For behind a frowning province, God has a smiling face. Amen. He will always lead you to God's best. So why don't you stand together with me, balcony and lean forward. For just a moment, kind of, kind of silence the noise and the distractions. I invite you to just for a moment close your eyes and give the Holy Spirit a moment to speak to your heart. What is He saying? What is He prompting? Is God saying you've, you're following the advice of others but not His advice? You're letting the wisdom of this world make decisions about your future and God knows what's best for you? Or are you like many of us? We're letting discouragement or circumstances, confusion, hurt, disappointment make decisions in our lives and right now his spirit is among us and you'll sense the frequency of God you'll sense the whisper of God and he'll he'll reach into the spirit part of us and all of a sudden we realize, yes, God, it makes sense. It makes sense. We're spirit-filled people. We believe in the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And I believe in the efficacy of the Holy Spirit to guide and direct in our lives. And while you're listening to the Holy Spirit now, let me pray, Father. There are times we just need to silence the noise of this world. And it just seems like, God, the clamor and the noise distracts us. And it's easy to get into pleasing others and get caught in the, the, the process, the, the wheel of just going over and over again and how other people equate success. But there's these moments in which you silence our heart and the Spirit speaks to us and beckons us to the table reserved. And you say when we get to that place, it's for our glory. Everything seems right. It's a place of wholeness. It's a place of wholeness. And I pray, God, for our students and our young adults Oh, God, for the single parent. They're in a moment in a season of life thinking, God, this does not make sense. The professional, the business person, the family member. Spirit of God, speak. Direct our path. 
Direct our hearts, direct our spirits, God, to respond to you. And now, Lord, we commit. We commit. We're going to follow through. God, we're going to follow after you. We're going to recenter our hearts and let the Holy Spirit take us into God's purposes. And I pray that over your people in the name of Jesus. Amen.